fantasy football has become a major reality for millions of fans. Makes him off to the 30. He's gone. He's gone. What a move. It takes skill to win your fantasy championship, separating the zeros. And he goes to the near side, and it's picked off. Intercepted. From the fantasy heroes. Down the middle, it's caught over the shoulder in the end zone. Buckle up your chin strap for the fantasy fix. Michael Harmon, SwollenDome.com, great friend of the program, kind enough to join us today. Hey, Mike, before we get into the real hard-hitting questions, we started with the Kareem Hunt highlight. Have you heard of any fantasy horror stories with folks picking up Akeem Hunt mistakenly on the waiver wire? Happily, I haven't seen that that done just yet. If uh, people drafted early, perhaps we might have had that quick snafu, and, and nobody's going to admit that. Uh, why? Because you know, being mocked is part of our business. Uh, alongside your friends, you do everything you can to avoid that, because otherwise, the Akeem Hunt is going to show up uh, that that jersey for you uh, in short order for you to wear it all future league gatherings. So, yeah, happily, no, but certainly people who. Uh, who didn't get to the wire as soon as they heard about Spencer Ware for those leagues that had drafted are uh, are really kicking themselves now, the number one player in all the land. Mike, should Wendell Smallwood be considered now that Sproles is out, or is LeGarrette Blunt the only running back on the roster worth owning? Well, we're going to have to look at Smallwood. You know, obviously LeGarrette Blunt working more in the passing game than we've we've seen in recent memory, but you know, they're not gonna be able to, to wear him down over a full sixteen. So I, I think you're gonna see a bunch of small wood seeing that eight to ten touches uh per game. They'll be curious they're working out other players. I know Barner was in and, and some others. So we'll we'll see if they, they shake out with another other player. But difficult to see uh Derek Sproles go down, one of everybody's favorite. It's one of those fan favorites for, for many a year right now. A guy seemed ageless and then just myriad injuries on, on the same play. But Smallwood going to be a popular uh, waiver pickup, owned in only about 10% of leagues. Uh, we'll see him rostered probably at 90% by the end of the night. Mike, with all the unique content you crake out at SwollenDome.com, you have the name power rankings. Who has a better name in the NFL, Wendell Smallwood or the head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Dirk Cutter? Dirk Cutter is is tough, but Wendell Smallwood just sounds like a guy that would be showing up in a movie at about six foot eight uh, and, and ready to just beat down everybody. You and know, his and nickname's just, Tiny, of course, right? Exactly, of course, it has to be. <laughs> As we go to every movie made in the late eighties. <laughs> Mike, let's just say uh, Odell Beckham has been a long time coming, and I know it's only been three games this season, but had a great performance, and of course, he gave us the leg that caused him a to get the team a penalty, but is it safe to say after his performance against the Eagles, uh, is it safe to start him moving forward? Yeah, certainly. Uh, you know, we, you would have started him and you know been sitting there with your hands clasped. Well, it is Sunday because you know, you know that kind of thing. So if you look at it uh, with Eli Manning. That's the only variable to all of this. I mean, obviously Odell's going to go and make his plays. It's just a question of does Eli have enough time to deliver the ball downfield? Do they uh, have those opportunities uh, to make big plays? I mean, over the course of the year, I think the numbers are going to be there. There are going to be some some bad outings in the, in the way until they fix. You know the porous, leaky, you know flowers part of the the line anyway. But for for Odell Beckham Jr. owners, I, I think it's going to be one of those topsy turvy kind of years where the numbers look nice at the end, but along the way there are going to be a couple of matchups where you're throwing things at your television. Uh, so just get your popcorn ready and, and saddle up. But he's still one of the top three players uh, at the position each and every week. Fantasy fix with Michael Harmon, SwollenDome.com. 
Mike, it's all about hot takes on this show. Top of the hour, we're going to revisit the conversation we had in the first hour of the show. Is Des Bryant still a premier wide receiver? That's reality. What's the fantasy take? Just two targets last night, two grabs, but he had that amazing touchdown fighting his way into the end zone. You mean the, the bush push with yeah. 14 guys? Hey, it all counts just the same. You know, and if you didn't watch the game, you thought it was a beautiful uh, fade route to the corner along the way. So uh, certainly the efficiency numbers uh, for Prescott to, to Des Bryant ha- have been well established here. You know, you have a, one of the better secondaries going in, in the game and certainly co- corners that, that blanket. So you're not going to force the ball. So Prescott was smart to get others involved. You know, the, the one guy I'm waiting to see if he takes on a bigger role uh, is Bryce Butler. Two catches, 90 yards, and a score. And, you know, the Honey Badger had that pretty lazy effort to, you know, do the finger tackle as he's going to the ground, gets the, the reversal there. I was going to make him run laps for the next week and a half if that had been able to be rolled up into a touchdown. But, you know, you saw the athleticism there of a guy being able to just go up and get the ball. Uh, so wondering how much they, they shift away and start looking at some of these secondary options along the way. So, Bryant, the guy who's a high-end number two wide receiver, but again, the the numbers, you know, efficiency between he and, and Prescott are just woefully short of where you need to be to be that lockstep, you know, it put in Sharpie pen number one wide receiver for fantasy owners. Mike, one of the most surprising stories I would say so far of this year, it's the Rams. Uh, this is a team that's been the highest scoring offense so far this season. Uh, will that keep up, and will Jared Goff keep feeding? continuously to Sammy Watkins like he did on Thursday night. Uh, we celebrate the entire catalog of Jared Goff's efforts thus far uh, after last year being a, well, a punchline for half his season. Okay, that was more about Jeff Fisher. But <laughs> you, you look at Sammy Watkins comes in, you have Buffalo West playing, he and Robert Woods, two guys that could change the way the, this offense runs and work downfield. Watkins also setting down in, in the short to intermediate game, going into traffic. I, I love the pass play where he catches it uh, before for the, the touchdown and has to fight for the goal line when he's wide open and the, his eyes get wide like saucers, like, I can't believe there's nobody near me. Uh, that, that's the one thing this offense is starting to create for Sean McVay. So Sammy Watkins creeping up into that higher-end number two wide receiver. He would have started the year as a back-end number three for fantasy purposes as people awaited to see if there were any kind of chemistry. For Jared Goff, he's another guy on the waiver wire this week that you're going to be looking to pick up because you got an opportunity here against this Dallas secondary, which we've seen beaten downfield with some regularity. He's Cordell Stewart. I'm Brian Weber. Fantasy Fix with our good friend Michael Harmon, SwollenDome.com. Mike, understandably, Cordell has mocked my blind loyalty when it comes to the Jaguars, but we all know they're not only America's team, they're an international brand. So That is right. Based on what <laughs> you saw from Mercedes Lewis, was that the London effect, an aberration? What happened with those three touchdown receptions? You mean the fact that the man had three touchdowns in his last 36 games spanning three years prior to this weekend's performance? Anomaly is what you're saying, huh? An anomaly. Yeah, this is one that's floating out in space. Certainly one to keep an eye on just because the offense actually worked going up against Baltimore, a team everybody, you know, after a week were starting to compare to the 2000 Ravens. And now, you know, John Harbaugh's crying that he doesn't want to go to, go to London anymore. Someone else can have that job. How soft is that? But I'll, I'll save that rant for another time. Uh, but the, the fact of the matter is, Mark, the, the Jaguars' offense, 
you know, you're looking at Marquise Lee with a good target count. You're looking at the, the running game with Fournette. Mercedes Lewis pops up for a week. And given the number of injuries at the tight end position, perhaps we'll, we'll get some notice in some larger leagues. But I need to see him do it again and perhaps a third time before I'm jumping on the fantasy bandwagon. Russell Wilson has truly been the reason, uh, let's just say, why this offense ever had a chance. The offensive line has been struggling. I mean, he hadn't had any continuity, to say the least. But even with the loss to the Titans, is he back to being a top-end fantasy QB? Well, I tell you, this was one that was an outlier, right? We had a lot of strange things happen in games on Sunday, uh, and his performance was one I I certainly didn't see coming in terms of those those big touchdown uh, production uh, levels. You know, we got an injury to to his top target going forward with Doug Baldwin, so I'll wait to see the injury report as that goes. You know, 29 of 49, that's not the type of game they want to play, but when you've got no offensive line and, and no consistency at the running back position right now, that you're, you're going to have to push downfield. So uh, he, he's going to be a back-end starter because he's still putting up numbers with his legs, right, looking at 40, 34, 26 yards there. So when you're getting those bonus points in that re- regard, for, from quarterbacks, you know, it's going to keep him at the back end of the number ones, but I'm reticent to push him too high. I want to see some some consistency here uh, before we push too hard. There, there's too many quarterbacks playing consistent elite football right now. You know, you're, you're looking at a guy like Alex Smith, still unowned in about 60% of leagues, who's been money three straight weeks, and he's, he's an afterthought. So uh, we'll, we'll see how this pr- progresses. I'm still waiting for that, you know, that whole gelling thing that keep, people keep telling me is going to happen with that offensive line. I don't think you're ready for that jelly. Mike, as we say Nicely goodbye. done. Yeah, I, I, I do my best stuff. to that listen actively. All right, Wendell Smallwood shows up in Roadhouse. He gets through Terry Funk. What happens when it's Smallwood against Dalton? Well, I think Dalton gets him with his hair, really, and then he pulls his heart out. <laughs> Pain don't hurt. That's absolutely true. Thank it's you, Michael. True. It'd be nice until I tell you not to be nice, hey, as always. Watch out for Ben Gazzara. How did Ben Gazzara run that entire town? <laughs> well, he had mind control. I'm not really sure because the guys he was running out his muscle uh, in most movies would have been laughed off the stage. And so. finally, and finally, what happened to monster trucks? Remember when they drove the monster truck through the Ford dealership? Cordell, what happened to monster trucks like Bigfoot that used to run these United States of America? That used to be so great because that was one of the events that would actually go through the Superdome down in New Orleans and, and a lot of domes across the country, but. That's a good question, man, because they're, they're not the big thing anymore when it comes down to watching them. But they still have them. My cousin mentioned every once in a while she goes to them. But Bigfoot, that was the big deal back in the day. But I think Bigfoot's been trumped by quite a few of those. I think they've been trumped. I think they've been Mike, trumped. is there a fantasy football <laughs> comparison <laughs> to monster trucks? <laughs> Is Mike on? Mike, Mike can't handle that this. That is a fantastic question. I do know this. January 13th, 2018, Monster Jam will be at Angel Stadium in Anaheim. Oh, uh, for all that here in Southern California. There it is. We're all getting together. What do you say, fellas? Cornell's coming west. That would coincide with the NFL playoffs, but this is more important. We're all going to get together in Southern California to see Gravedigger. Thank you, Michael. See you guys. Have a good Thank week. You, That's our friend, Mike Harmon. <laughs> You've been listening to No Huddle with Brian Weber and former Steelers quarterback Cordell Slash Stewart live on the NFL on TuneIn. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. The National Football League is on TuneIn.